So hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics podcast. My name is Imran Laska. I'm a consultant radiologist. And hi, my name is Tisha Gunordner. I'm a cardiology registrar, sub-specialising in intervention. Tarusha, how you been, man? It feels, it feels like the episode was a long time ago, and that's because we delayed report recording this episode again, and now we're recording reporting at the it. last minute. <laughs> uh, reporting, yeah, sorry, uh, recording, yeah, recording so again, bad. and now we are recording very, very late into the night on a Sunday night. Um, we are. So a lot has happened, yeah. How you been? So, so, yeah, not bad, man. Stuff keeps happening. It's just, you know, busy. I'm so busy. Yeah, yeah busy. You love being busy. busy. We all love yeah. being busy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we were meant to record on Thursday, and I think uh, I got to near, near the time, and I thought, nah, mate, I'm knackered. I'm knackered. Yeah. I can't do it. It's just, uh, yeah, too too busy hustling, man. That's the way it is. Just hustling, hustling, hustling. You're not on call then? I'm not, thank God. For, not for another couple of weeks, actually. So uh, next week, I'm doing my Gooch week. I know you like to hear the word Gooch. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the, I know what that is now, thanks to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, <laughs> so as part of your training, you're, uh, you're supposed to spend like a week kind of sitting in um those kind of clinics because they're quite kind of specialized so it'll be like being a medical student i'm told you just kind of sit there which would be weird kind of looking forward it. to it but kind of not Love because it. i'm like oh what if they ask me a question i'm definitely not going to know the answer and stuff but um, yeah but it's slightly different because you're getting paid to sit there that's I'm awesome paid yeah, yeah. So, sit there yeah. to learn nothing brilliant yeah, yeah. keep going i do that for a long time if they let me <laughs> yeah so that's, that's <laughs> me so hopefully uh, next thursday i won't have an excuse i'll be nice and ready you know warmed up for mm. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've actually been, I wouldn't say, that's the thing, I, I was, maybe I mentioned this the other day that I was telling someone that I'm busy. And um, when I told them my busy, they were like, yeah, busy. So again, I was busy, but Imran Laska version of busy, uh, just pulling in a few shifts. But um, it's been good as well. Like I've actually really uh, en- enjoy them, like uh, teleradiology. So I've been doing a fair bit more uh, just because opportunity came my way. And uh, I've actually strangely enjoyed it. It's been really good. Mm-hmm. It's been really, really fun. Um, seen some really cool cases. Um, yeah, I've been learning lots of things and stuff. So um, I, I might do it for a little bit longer. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if mm. I've got the energy in me. But I've genuinely um, enjoyed enjoyed doing it. And anything beats being on the ward and running around and stuff. So even when it gets busy, um, I always remember that it's just better than running around, just sitting here with a coffee, looking at a screen. You can't. Uh, to me, anyway, you can't beat that personally. Yeah. So it's been it's been good. I've been I've been cool. enjoying uh, enjoying it. And our oh, kids have been on half term as well. Which has been nice. Which yeah. has been nice as well, actually. I, I, I think that's probably part of why there's that feeling of tiredness and busyness because it has meant more has been. Yeah, more. yeah, but they've they've had things to do as well this week. Like even today, I had to take one to a Halloween party with their mates. It was quite cute, you know. And she oh. dressed up as oh yeah, you're not gonna like that. She dressed up as Harry Potter. Yeah, she dressed up as Harry Potter. Sorry. Oh. Oh, nice one. Yeah, uh, maybe that was a bit of a balls up. I don't know. Right, um... <laughs> should we go to the balls up, shouldn't we? Yeah, should we go to the balls up of the week? So, Trusha, who who gets a manscape balls up of the week? So, um, I'll, Shangman, yeah. So, who who gets it? And then I'll quickly talk about our sponsor. Yeah, so we're going to give a shout out to Lizzie Thornhill, who highlighted um, a male doctor. So she, uh, so the tweet goes, had a good run, but sadly today encountered yet another male doctor who felt the need to pointedly say how surprised he was that I am an orthopedic registrar, especially as I'm a girl. And it's lots of heavy lifting. I look like a surgeon. It's a hashtag. And <laughs> I just didn't get where this trope like, comes from. Um, and I think that that male doctor probably says a lot about himself if they're worried about the heavy lifting i guess um, <laughs> maybe they should be lifting more and then they you know maybe they're just not lifting enough and so they're worried yeah. about other people like I think, yeah true uh, that so i think they've true really that. balls that up they've told us a lot about themselves um yeah 
Yeah. I mean, do you even lift, bro? That's that's exactly. The question, isn't essentially, it? <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, so quickly about the our sponsor, Manscaped. Um, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming? Their products are precision engineered tools for family jewels. Manscaped Performance Pack is the ultimate man men's hygiene bundle. Join over six million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. You get twenty percent off free worldwide shipping with the code Two Medics at Manscaped. If my math's correct, that is about 12 million balls. Right. So look, genuinely, genuinely, I'm I'm not even joking. I really do. I I've, I really do like these products. I've got we've got the we've got set the performance uh, 4.0, uh, and it's a bit of a game changer. Again, I really do like it. It's a lawnmower 4.0 uh, trimmer, a weed whacker, which is basically for the ears and nose hair trimmer, a crop preserver ball deodorant, a crop reviver toner and performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Listen, honestly, the boxes are really good. Through, have you tried the boxes yet? Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing them right now. Oh, you're wearing them but, right um, now? Oh, on I brand. Am. Yeah, go on. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you were saying, you know, going a bit off piece, but you do really like the smell, don't you? Of the... Oh, the actual, yeah, I really do like the um, the smell of the deodorant and stuff. Yeah, I, I've got it here. Yeah, really nice. I've I've taken them, I've, so they're in my bag. I quite like the little travel case, so I've got that in my bag. Um, mm. And I do, I think the, the nose trimmer is quite nice because, <laughs> just <to kind> of <laughs> be, being real, um, yeah. Some nose trimmers, I don't know. I find that like afterwards, I kind of feel a little bit. Um, I get a bit of an itch. I get itchy nose. Mm. I'm itchy nose afterwards, mm. and a bit of a sore throat. Because I think probably like the debris or something like goes down <laughs> my throat. Do you get that? I don't know. But anyway, I don't remember the. Uh, no, I don't get the sore throat, but I know about the itchiness and stuff. I get that. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, how do you find? So I use the um, the lawnmower about mm. ten days ago now. Um, mm. Have you felt any after effects of that? Are you, know, are you feeling stubbly or how's it kind of, how's the growth? <laughs> Have you had to use it again? No, I think it's very good. Uh, I have no, no issues at all, genuinely. Um, <laughs> but like, I think this is what I said about the other day. I mean, this the, you're talking about the fourth generation uh, trimmer. Yeah. Uh, it features a cutting edge ceramic blade, which is always lovely to think about. Uh, reduce your grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. Nice. Uh, it's waterproof and also has a 4,000K um, LED spotlight. The spotlight, honestly, is... It's genuinely good. I just, um, I think we talked about the other day that there's not many, uh, basically male grooming is not something that's really thought about, talked about, and I feel like not much attention is given to it. And like, you know, before you, before you even got approached by Manscaped, I didn't really think much of care, hair care or any sort of care down there really, uh, or anything like that. And then when you've got something like this, it's quite cool. I I was telling a friend about it actually. And Mm. he was saying about, he'll remain nameless, but when Mm. he was at, uh, <laughs> when he was at uni, um, mm. he took a girl back to his mm. flat, and he realised it had been a little while since it, mm. you know, since his balls had seen any action, and he kind of felt like it was a bit bushy down there. So he kind of made mm. an excuse to go to the bathroom, oh, no. but then quickly went to the kitchen, got some scissors out, and then oh, my God. went to the bathroom and like gave his bush a trim, and then hid the scissors behind the the kind of seat. Um, or something like he was like oh, I had to hide mm. them in the toilet obviously in case it got found and then kind of flush the hairs down the toilet and I thought that was kind of precarious because using scissors I think the risk is is that afterwards you're just gonna there's gonna be loads of hairs that are gonna shed in the bed and so then that person is gonna be like oh this guy's like molting like, what the hell's going on <laughs> so you know that would be another good reason to have like a good pair of <laughs> trimmers yes for that. exactly I mean, not that that's ever an issue with me but 
you know, and, uh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, there you go. So look, get 20% off with free shipping and the code two medics at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code two medics, unlock your confidence, always use the right tools for the job with manscaped.com. So at least get the boxes, honestly, if you support the podcast, get the boxes at least and tell us what you think. Do tweet us and tell us what you think. Uh, staying on topic of kind of two mm. bags. There was a tweet from Tanya Sekand. She says, yeah. nothing ruins your day like being told stealing tea bags on a ward. You're stealing tea bags on a ward where you've spent three months working your ass off. Yeah, it's that constant thing of the idea that you're stealing it. You have that, the ward stuff, isn't it? Like, why? There, there's literally no perks. There's no perks. You can't even have a tea bag. You can't even have a tea bag. Come on, man. Uh, we've seen this before. I told you that time when uh, our trust actually emailed us saying, like, any... Any eating of uh, biscuits are, is going to be counted as theft and we referred accordingly. Oh, yeah. oh man, you're really going to get the police involved. I, I mean, you know, as a young F1, I just imagine that, you know, the police are going to come in and be like, um, Imran, uh, you need yeah. to come with us. Right, um, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And the next thing you know, um, you've been taken away. Yeah. I'm going to real. I'm going to go the other way on this one. Not mm. because I think it's bad to take an HST bags, like whatever, like how much mm. are they worth, really worth? But they're crap though. They're like, they're they're just <laughs> do you even know policy. tea? Yeah, exactly. So uh, I take my <laughs> I take my own tea bags in, and if anyone accused me of stealing an NHS tea bag, I'd be like, "Excuse me, I would not." How dare you? Yeah, I would not drink that stuff. It's <laughs> disgusting. Um, it's just not very good. And I saw someone who was it? Someone on Twitter like not long ago, and it still hurts me to think about it. That's why it's come so readily to my mind. Who was like, <laughs> "I don't get the whole like Yorkshire tea thing," and I was like. That's that's ridiculous. Mate, that could be me. I I, I probably said something like that to you. What? Yeah, I'm sure I've said. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I've said something like that to you. No, now I I agree. I mean, we did get sponsored by them once, and I've got their tea bags now, and that's it. I've been on them for years. So I've got a little Tupperware that I I take. I take to and from work that I kind of replenish that has my own sweetener and my own uh, tea bags in. Sometimes I will dip in a little bit of milk. Um, That'll be NHS milk. Sorry. But most of the time, <laughs> the police will be after you straight away <laughs> for stealing the NHS milk. Yeah. But have you noticed that? You know, sometimes I'm uh, on the times that I'm at work. Um, I'm walking down the corridor, and you can see them like transporting a whole load of, you know, or say, goods. I guess uh, for the wards, and this is like branded stuff, like proper Weetabix, yeah. cornflakes, like ready PG break. tips. Yeah, ready break. This is not, you know, if I was doing it, I'd be like, own brand this, own yeah, brand yeah, yeah. that. Aldi. <laughs> the cheapest, Aldi. Oh, yeah, Aldi as well. Like, it would be all of that stuff. I wouldn't be going for the big brands like this. But, I mean, I know we say that NHS tea bags aren't all that, but I, th- I suspect they're going to be the Tetleys or they're going to yeah. be PG tips, from what I remember, from yeah, what I remember PG walking tips, along and seeing. Ter- PG tips is terrible. So it goes at the bottom at the bottom right <laughs> it's probably no it's probably typhoon and then it's pg oh, yeah okay typhoon and then it's Man, yeah, coming out of it and then coming it's out of it today i don't know anything else and then there's yorkshire tea i think yeah. you know i'll be honest I, I didn't care about all this stuff at all and i think I, I used to buy like a red label something from sainsbury's it was like a red box for a long time but then genuinely after getting sponsored by by the um Yorkshire that one time, like I've, yeah. I've genuinely started going. Sold out, haven't we? Yeah, just we like you know what, that's it. We just, well, I'm not, we're not even sponsored by them anymore. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still talking about them. it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we're the same with Manscaped, but um, yeah, yeah. which I suspect I will be. Um, yeah, it's um, it, it's funny, isn't it? But then there was another tweet that kind of uh, it was something about having lunch. Did you see that one? Similar sort of um, yeah, similar sort of sentiment. Similar vibe. Yeah, yeah similar vibe to, to it? Yeah. So that's she right. was. 
um, I think someone had made a tweet about they were they were talking about how they'd kind of walked through a, a waiting room, and there were mm. just people who were waiting for a really long time. So someone had said uh, the question was question for medical professionals. It was a tweet from Matthew Bevan. Do you all mm. sometimes just go and take your lunch break while there are people in the waiting room? Could you not just tell them it'd be another forty five minutes and they can go get their own lunch? And I think that kind of really shows how much they misunderstand how it works. Like we don't all mm. just kind of like. Up, you know down tools and all go off for a little jolly 45 minutes like it kind of staggered mm. so there's always people seeing patients so it's not often the case that you'll be like going out to patients and be like yeah sorry there's literally not gonna be anyone there for 45 mm. minutes and also the idea that you have that 45 minute kind of free lunch break sounds delightful but i think this must be talking about a very specific kind of medical i mean this could work in a situation, well, I mean, let's say waiting room, right? So this can be like a clinic situation, or my version would be sort of ultrasound clinic where, yeah, you walk in and there's maybe some people waiting there. But I always feel, um, I don't like, so obviously, allegedly this may have happened, that um, I that we had a gap. And so uh, between patients, so I went down and I was doing some other work or talking to my mate downstairs and grabbing a tea or a coffee. And then I came back and there were like three waiting. And, I'm, and I was like, why are there three waiting? So I looked at the person that's helping me. I said, listen, why are there three waiting? I don't like having three people waiting. He's like, oh, yeah, I like to let make them build up. I'm like, well, is that what other people do? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, mate, not with me. And the reason why I don't like it is because these people are paying for parking. So like, why would I want them to be waiting out there for longer and having to pay more for parking? It doesn't it doesn't seem fair to me just because of what I'm having a jolly and, you know, two or three people, you know, just let it build up and I get through them quickly. So I don't know, man, I don't if I can help it. I don't like people waiting. And obviously there are situations where you can't help it. Something turned up or, um, you know, you are meetings that were running and you can't get out, even though, you know, you're meant to be starting a list as soon as possible. But as much as you can help it, I, I do try and make sure that, you know, I'd rather not have lunch than make someone wait 45 minutes, personally. I don't know. Mm. That's just very few circumstances where I think, for me, in, in, in doing clinics. But I understand that if you're running around in the wards and all that kind of, that's a different ball game. It's a completely different ball game from all of this stuff, isn't it? You can't compare the two. So when someone like Matt talks about this, I assume they're talking about a very specific part of being a medical professional in a specific, specific circumstance. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, to, talking about, I mean, we were talking about tea bags and all that kind of thing earlier and mentioned Aldi, strangely enough. Um, Throusha, Aldi's popped up this week, hasn't it? Aldi's been a bit of a... Oh, why do people pick, keep picking on Aldi? Like, why? What's going on? They make exceedingly good baked beans and yeah. things, don't they? And jam. Uh, honestly, there's a, there's a new Coffee. Aldi in Southgate, and I'm, I'm excited. I was like, mate, that's awesome. It used to be home-based, and that's become Aldi. I'm like, awesome. I'm definitely going to go, go to Aldi. Love it. Yeah. But who's going to be next? Is it What's the other shop called? B, B&M? Have you heard of that one? Uh, B&M? Uh, it's not quite the same as... Is it? I don't know. I, to I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, you, uh, you're going to get ups, upset about Aldi people. You're going to start getting upset about B&M people as well, like whoever works in there. Like, I mean, where, where do we stop? Is everyone going to be annoying? So we need to give people some context, don't we? So, like, yeah. what's happening is, is that we're getting lots of tweets kind of, like, in... Um, recent times where people mm. are saying like the, a person at Aldi gets paid this and a doctor gets paid this and there's mm. this kind of discourse and a kind of that harks to the kind of movement that there is uh, which is looking for um, pay restoration for doctors and there's mm. intended a ballot for um, industrial action and I have to say we are very much in favour of industrial action and we're very, 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 very much in favour of um, pay restoration. 
It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Mm. It's just this, but the discourse is taking an unusual, it's kind of metamorphosizing and um, I, it's taking a turn. It's taking all kinds of turns. And I think mm. th- this is the thing that's making people uncomfortable. But unfortunately, if anyone expresses any discomfort, um, and I guess you see it in lots of different kind of arenas, like on social media, but um, people are, if you question that, suddenly you're, you know, you're not part of the, the movement and mm. undermining it, you're pulling the ladder up. There's lots of different phrases, right? But this particular one about Aldi just seems really unusual. It seems kind of, well, I mean, unusual in a sense that it's um, it's taking a bit of a turn, but you can kind of see that it's kind of taking this kind of weird flip. What do you, th- I mean, does it, when, do you think it's compelling when you compare it no, to No, I mean, Aldi th- no, not at all. It doesn't even, cr- you know, when they do that, I was like, so? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it literally is as if, like, me and you and I, through are walking down the street. And say, yeah, you know, I'd really like to get paid more. And then you'd be like, yeah, man, I'd really like to get paid more. And then you look at the Aldi person and say, oh, are you over there? Why are you getting paid so much? And that person's, like, stacking the shelves or doing whatever they do, thinking, bro, I'm just doing my work. Like, what do you want from me? I'm just sitting here doing my thing. And it's just like, why are you getting people that are completely unrelated to anything who are doing their own job do- and, and doing their own stuff? And get bring them involved into into an argument that's got nothing to do with anything except your own pay. Like just concentrate on yourselves, man. What what next? You're going to start complaining about the postman, and you're going to start complaining about the fire, and uh, you know the um, the fireman, and uh, I don't know, like everyone and everyone until you get what you think you want, which is I assume is pay. And I think it's a good thing in some ways in that look. You kind of focused what you're saying. Well, no, let me hear. Let me. Finish. You focus what you're saying. You're unhappy about, which is pay. But this is not the way to argue it by saying that this person gets paid more and this person gets paid less. What happened to she? I just saw a response to it. Oh, go on. Not a single person making this equivalence would last Mm. a day on an Aldi shift. Yes, and and there's been some replies to that. Yeah, but that's the thing. And some um, some medical people, professionals, have been upset with that, saying actually you wouldn't last in, in our shift and all the rest of it. And it just and this could keep going because you're going to see it going tit for tat. My job's harder than your job. I'm more. I'm worth more than you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I've said this before. You're only worth as much someone as much as someone is willing to pay you, and you're only worth as much as someone is as much as you're willing to turn up for. So if you if you're saying if you genuinely know that you are worth fourteen pound an hour to do your job, then why on earth are you still turning up? Right. And I know you. a lot of people can say, oh, yeah, but I could go and just go become a dentist Then go be a dentist. Or you're going to say, oh, but I could go to the city. I've got transferable skills. Then go go to the city and use your transferable skills to get the money that you think you're worth, because it's not happening here, clearly. And it's not happened here for a long time. Right. It's just not. And the, the idea that some jobs are you know, the more busy the job is, the more stressful the job is, means that you get paid more is a farce. That's not true. That's not how yeah. the world works. I've said this before. I get paid. I, I run courses and other people do the courses for me. I get paid for doing jack all sometimes. Yeah. A lot. And so what? Are you going to turn around and say, well, it's not stressful enough. You're not. Get, you're getting paid for not doing... Uh, you, know, you don't have enough stress in your work. Therefore, the, you, know, like, you shouldn't get paid. It's amazing what? because the, the disco- if you look at the replies, everyone's just going, yeah, you know, like, it's, you know, we've worked in retail. It's harder being a doctor. And I'm like, this is exactly the problem with making this stupid comparison with Aldi. Now the conversation mm. is comparing, literally is comparing how hard it is working out, like what it is like working at Aldi to a doctor, which is just completely like d- just derailing the argument. And it just kind of is now like, a, and it just focuses on us versus them kind of nonsense when actually the issue is with the government and, you know, get, um, 
realizing our value as doctors not by compare but from what you know as what we do it's not compared mm. to like what other people do like that's just kind of like you know there is a cost of living crisis there are lots of people who should be paid more money but you know kind of pitting your putting it as like oh but we should, we need it a bit more than they do like it's not mm. helpful because all you'd end up doing is going down these weird furrows and arguments amongst one another this whole divide like it's just so easy you could just see it like looking at it now like looking at this thread all these people who are arguing about how oh you know they did retail and how difficult it was and, and that's what the conversation's gone down now and it's like mm. mate you would talk like pay restoration you're getting off topic pay restoration we should be paid more it's not about like you know when, when you worked in retail and you had all that experience and like but that's what happens to the conversation when you talk about stupid things and that's yeah it just completely happening. derails the whole thing and then i think there was a doctor that turned up on um uh, on the news did you see that and um i think people were really okay. gunning him because so i still so, you know when that came up people were like you don't represent me why are you even turning up why are you even turning up why are you even talking right so i thought okay you must have said something you know must have they must have got like one of those fringe medics who are going to say the opposite and put them on. Yeah. And, okay, look, being a Muslim person, yeah, or, this happens a lot. So yeah. something happens and they'll find the most obscure dude, like, uh, person, and they'll ask them, and that, that person will come the most obscure, like, you know, something really weird. It's like, no, your average Muslim person does not think like that. Why on earth would you get that person to represent anyone? So I watched it, and at no point did that person say they represent all doctors. At no point did they say they were a BMA representative. And actually what they said was pretty fair. I didn't, I didn't think I saw anything particularly upsetting. And um, straight away people were after them saying, oh, they're going to try They're just trying to push their own personal profile. They're going to try and get a book deal and all this kind of thing. You think, I mean, or they just got asked their opinion and they went and gave their opinion. And I don't know whether that's right or wrong, but they never said it was anyone else's opinion. They were just saying that, yes, they are a doctor and this is what they think. But this is the problem, like... It doesn't matter what they say or don't say. The argument becomes something else. Like who are they and why they're talking? They don't represent. They don't represent all doctors. And it's like, yeah, but what they when you look at what they said, it wasn't. It didn't seem that bad. And so this is what I mean. Like you can muddy the water of the actual message. The actual message here is exactly what you said. Pay restoration. Even if you don't think we should get paid more per se, you're saying that we should at least get the pay. You know, the pay according to inflation. If that's, I think we're worth more than that. I've said that before. But um, if you're just going to say that pay restoration, which is restoration of the pay according to inflation, but then you start rabbiting on about, you know, how hard your work is. Look, I'm going to tell you now, no one cares how hard your job is. No one cares apart from you. You could work 24 hours, seven days a week, and no one else would care. No one would care. That's not the point. That's not the point. Your problem is with the government and how much you think you're worth and how much you think that you're not getting paid. It's got nothing to do with the person behind the till. It's got nothing to do with the garbage person picking up the rubbish and how hard they work. It's got nothing to do with any of that. Mm. It's about you and yourself versus your employer. And bringing other people is just a terrible... I just think it's terrible because... Sorry, I'm going to go on about this just a bit longer because... You're going to go on about, oh, yeah, but my job is harder than your job, all right? And you could look at me and say, you're my, I mean, I've, I've joked about it. I've been sitting here having a coffee and I was doing work and I got paid hefty. And you're going to say, oh, but Imran, you know, you shouldn't get paid that much because you're sitting at a desk. But that's not how it works. That's not how life is. These people who are, you know, lifting up your, your rubbish and putting it in there, you know how early they wake up, right, to, to pick up your bin. And they've got to carry these big things and they've got to put it in. And then it, at the end of the day, they've got barely anything to live on. They've got nothing. And you're going to turn around and say, well, you know, I'm worth more than that. Well, I don't know, man. Are you worth more than that? That's a very important job, is it not? And, you know, their pay is to do with their, them themselves and their employee, employers. 
and that's their own argument to fix. And if they ever decide to go on strike and say they get paid more, I'm with you, man. Mm. You should get paid more. If you can't afford a nice house and a big car and all that kind of stuff, you, you go do that. Go get it. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to start arguing and saying that, oh, you know, that person you get paid less or they're getting paid more than me. There's loads of people get that paid, get paid more than a doctor or equivalent. Yeah. It's not hard to find. It's the easy. Thing is, and the thing is, is that like, the thing that kind of gets me is, is that when you kind of call out stuff like this, people then are like, oh, you know, you're just out of touch and you're like saying be kind or like mm. you know, you're pulling the ladder up. But actually, of course, yeah. It, oh, yeah, of course. It, and yeah. I think what they, and then what they, the, the implication there is that there isn't solidarity. And I think I, I tweeted mm. to say, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a trainee. So I, I am, mm. I, my interests are very much about pay restoration. I'd very much like to be, you know, paid in line with inflation and mm. you know, have a 30% pay rise. I think that's entirely reasonable. Oh, yeah, 30%. Lovely. I'll take it. Yeah. More. yeah, but, but like, and the, but they're talking about the impl- implication is that there isn't solidarity there. But, there is solidarity, but you need to have solidarity with the, you know, with the right, you know, with the people who are in the same situation who need to be paid more. And you need to realise, you need to coalesce and organise against um, the, the the right people, which is essentially the people who have the power to change that, which is the government. You have to realise mm. who the real kind of issue, that you know, what the real issue is. It's like this kind mm. of like weird neoliberalist kind of um uh, tax cutting for for uh, global uh, companies um yeah governments like yeah my god you know the the regional budget which is the thing is the regional budget that came out was echoing the general sentiment that's always shared amongst these lot is we need to make it better for we need to make the uk more attractive to the banking industry and therefore we will cut taxes and reduce bonuses and all this kind of stuff but then when it comes to the medical profession, they're like, no, but we don't need to make it attractive. We don't need to do anything. We just leave it as it is and let people just flounder around. And the reason is, is because they don't think they're going to make much money out of the NHS. If there was money behind the NHS, if they thought they could make more money out of it, of course they would cut taxes for doctors and all sorts of other stuff. But it, they, they're not thinking like that. That's not their point. Yeah. But then I, I know me being a consultant, right? I've said what I've said. I suspect people, there may be someone who might want to tweet at me, send me DMs. First of all, you go ahead. I don't really care. I've got my own thing going on, whatever. But <laughs> but my point is, right, you also have to understand that just with like being a, mostly, most, most vocal, mo, most, most vocal people about, let's say the PA argument as well. That's come up again this week. So the people being most vocal about it are fairly junior people most of the time. And if someone like me says, oh, look, so what? Like, they're just minor jobs. Like, who cares, right? They can say, oh, yeah, but you had your good time. You had your training, you know, and you're just going to pull up the ladder. But there is also some point where you look back and you must admit that someone who's kind of a bit further along the line can look back and say, actually, that was a waste of my time. I don't know why I did that. Complete waste of my time. And I'm telling you, you don't want to be doing that. It was a complete waste. of It would be a complete waste of time. And if someone else wants to get paid to do that, then go ahead and let them do that. Then, And this will always happens. I, I found that in my training anyway, um, they would label things as training that wasn't training. It was service. But they're like, no, 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 it's training. You think, no, mate, I, I'd rather not be up in the middle of the night looking at scans. You're doing it because I'm cheap. I'm cheap compared to a consultant doing it. I'm cheaper than a teleradiology company doing the night shift, which is why you're making me do the night shift. And you're going to say that, oh, by me by me doing this, I've become better and all the rest of it. But I could have learned all that stuff some other way. I could have learned it just doing maybe a slightly longer evening shift or something. I didn't have to be awake in the middle of the night. The truth is, it's cheaper, and I'm cheap labor, and that's why you've got me there. Label it, label it, whatever you want, but that's the that's the that's the truth of the matter. No one's gonna, no one's gonna suddenly spend more money for your training out of the blue. 
because of the goodness of their heart. And so when you've got this kind of stuff and you've got a consultant looking back saying, listen, yeah, chill out. It's not a big deal. And then you're going to go and say that I'm, you know, gaslight, um, you know, gaslighting and pulling the ladder. It may be just experienced looking back and saying, listen, honestly, that was a waste of time. Trust me, you don't want to be doing that for too long. You're going to maybe gain like a couple of things here and there, and then you're going to move on. There was no point, absolutely pointless filling out TTOs. I mean, how useful is pulling a cannula in anyway, really? It's all right. It, I mean, it means that you're a junior dog when you get good at it, but I barely put cannulas anymore. Completely pointless. I just don't see the point. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I just felt bad for one of our colleagues who um, did try and speak up about it. And then I could see a whole load of people just coming after them yeah. saying, oh, yeah, I just had a look and so you're a consultant. Of course, you're going to say something like that. It's all right, fine. I'm a consultant. I can't say things either, apparently. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. Even it? if it comes from a, a place of wisdom, which I think it does on this particular yeah. situation. I think the thing is, is that um, I think um, as a profession, there is going to be a bit like herding sheep and trying to get everyone to kind of like agree on everything. Not everyone's going to agree on everything, but simply just kind of sit like um, just if anyone is. Like, I agree. Yeah. That, well, I agree with you on that. <laughs> like, um, you know, just kind of descending on them as obviously just being kind of completely counterproductive and whatever. But the, I just don't think. I think there's three things here that I've I've identified right in my personal opinion. First of all, it's ego, massive amount of ego, a huge amount of ego. So you've got what might be happening here is that you've got very um, very smart people getting into med school who are at the top of the game, then going to med school and then the kind of the middle of the game, maybe in bottom, and then they come out of med school thinking they're at the top of the game. And then they turn up and actually at the bottom of the game, right? Mm. And then someone else who's not a doctor comes in and does the job that they think they should be doing and maybe doing it better. Your ego gets hit. You feel upset. So that's one thing, right? And one of the biggest bits of advice I ever got in my life so far, and I still use it and keep thinking about it to this day, is like, imagine what you could achieve if you had no ego. And that has genuinely been one of the biggest pieces of like positive things that have happened to me in that like I, I, I have to keep it in check. And it happens a lot, you know, where I kind of, stepped a bit too far and realized oh that's my ego or i've asked myself why am i doing that is it ego if it's ego then i should get rid of it and genuinely it's been very very um, life-changing mm -hmm. and then um th that's one thing i'd say is like that's one. that's one thing the other thing is um there's there's some i went to a talk once and then this guy was talking about how you people have good days and bad days from the same situation and he said that one person will come downstairs and I might have said this before, and your kid drops milk all over you, you've got to go upstairs and get changed and it makes you late for work and you almost crash the car, you crash the car, you're now you're late for work and you've got to explain to your boss and you get really angry. You get really angry from the outset and you're having a go at everyone. The other situation is you come downstairs, a kid drops milk, milk on you, you say, look, why did you do that? Don't do that again. Go upstairs, get changed, forget about it, move on, have a nice drive to work and get to work and you're on time. And so the things that have happened are pretty much the same. Except one's had a bad day and one's had a, an okay day. And it's all about perspective. So if you're going to go into work and, and the PA is going to come in and do, you know, give you some work or have done some work and you're going to just take that as a negative, it's going to ruin your day. It's going to ruin your job. You're going to feel very upset. You're going to have a bad day. Or you go in, you think, cool, man, and then move on. There's nothing else to think about it. And you just carry on with the day and do the best that you can. And the final thing I say about this is some of you lot, need to stop <laughs> having medicine as such a massive part of your identity. Like go do something else. Like, please like go find a pastime or do something else. Right. Because medicine itself is changing and it's going to change and it's going to keep changing. And not everyone cares about what you do or what you get up to. And so 
if you get to a situation where you're feeling undervalued at work and stuff, as long as you're getting paid for the work that you do, then who cares, man? Go enjoy the rest of your life. The only issue is that, yeah, fine, we've got this pay restoration thing. And if it's if it's that big a deal, then you, you might need to think that maybe medicine isn't for you. But if you can see the bigger picture, which I think is a decent bigger picture, because I haven't been all the way to the other end now, it's pretty nice at the other end, I've got to admit. Like, I'd look back and say I'd do it again if I could have the life I have right now. I'd, I think it's worth it in the long term. But I don't think other professions have really got that. And when I looked into work in the city, I'd have to work a lot harder for the money I make. And I make more than that. So it's just, you've got to think about the longer, the bigger picture. And also just not, I don't know, it's just a job. It's just a job, man. Like, please, just go and do your job, do the best you can. And don't get so upset about stuff. I don't know. Am I being silly? No, no. But, yeah. No, but like, the thing is, though, there is a lot of like, it's weird, isn't it? Because, you know, we talk about, when you apply to medical school and the stuff that they they kind of expect you to say to like get in like why do you mm. want to do medicine um, oh yeah you know love it and yeah, they yeah. get you to kind of say all this stuff like i want to do this and i want to help this person and but why why not and you're like oh but you know genuinely like and all this kind of stuff you say and then when you mm. get to being a medic you're like um oh wow they're like really hold you to it uh and mm. or, or like maybe that's how it feels or maybe you feel kind of like trapped or maybe you thought that there would be i think there is there are some like there are th- some things i think that are quite hard to swallow like when you see stuff about maybe the public saying oh like i pay your wages um you know i think that kind of things like that kind of i love thing. that I love when they say that. They're good. And I'm not doing a very good job. And there you go. (laughs) (laughs) You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. for. Yeah, pay me more. But I I do think that kind of um, there probably is a lot of idealism. (laughs) I think one of the issues, I guess, and maybe we could probably get onto it, is how we kind of make the decision to become doctors kind of early on in life. And maybe, I don't know, it's based... and. It's funny, isn't it? Thinking about the kind of state of mind I have now compared to like the state, the kind of my perspective on life as a kind of 15, 16, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old when you're thinking about GCSEs and A-levels, which ones to choose and like an application and stuff. Mm. Because I don't think it'd be quite as easy to kind of explain. I remember like actually when I was at medical school and I knew this kind of guy who was at medical, he was a doctor and he's doing his MRCP. And I remember hmm. him saying, like, I have done part one, I've tried part one maybe four times and I failed it each time. And each uh, attempt cost me £400. And obviously to, like, a 16-year-old, or however old I was, maybe 17, 18-year-old, £400 was a crazy amount of money. Hmm. I was like, that's yeah, a crazy yeah. amount. And what, you failed that exam four times? How can you fail that exam? That means you paid £1,600 to fail that exam. Hmm. And it hmm. blew my mind. I was like, Jesus, I'd be working day and night to pass that <laughs> exam. Because that's like four Xboxes and a whole bunch of games. Like, I remember thinking to myself, like, that's actually completely bonkers. Like, how hmm. can an exam be, if it's that hard, like, you know, don't do it. Don't do it until you feel ready and then do it or whatever. But obviously then like doing the exam and failing it many, many times, like, I realised like obviously that my perspective on life is completely, you know, just, mm. just didn't get it. Just didn't get like what the exam was like, you know, what the situation is like. You just don't see it because you can't appreciate it. And there's only a certain amount of people can kind of prepare you for that. So I do feel mm. bad for people in that way. And I feel like people are feeling like they're being shortchanged. And I just don't feel like we're real enough. 
um, with people. But I think also when we try and be real, people are like, because <laughs> I don't think they really believe you. Like if you look at the, there are some mm. tweets where people are like, oh yeah, you get, you know, you get paid like two hundred thousand pounds. You know, they, I think they think we're kind of paid like footballers. And I don't know if that's from TV shows um, or, mm. or what, or if like it's because you know like writers for TV shows look at kind of people from previous generations, or I, I don't know what's wrong, but um, the, mm. the, the stuff isn't matching up at all really um i agree but i think like um i think with with a medical career anyway you, you can constantly think about the bigger picture like it's, it is a bit of a treadmill and you think about the bigger picture and what the, and what life you really want to have and if you want to be busy you go you can be busy and if you want to have like a high stre- highly stressful job you can do a highly stressful job where mm. you know things are going wrong left right and center and you're the only person to fix it you can you can literally choose that job right Okay, let I me mean, through. I'm sure we both shared the sentiment at some point in life. We could have been a GP. You must have shared that some sentiment oh, yeah. in your mind at some point. I could have been a GP. Why am I doing this? I could have. I could have been done with all the exams and all that all that stuff at the age of 26, 27, and then I would never have to work a weekend or evening again because it's not really part of the job. I mean, I could if I want to. I know our GP colleagues work very hard, but I'm just saying like. A hospital medic will constantly think to themselves, I could have just been a GP. Why have I not done that? But the truth is, it depends on what you want long term. There are other stresses that they have mm-hmm. and there's stresses that you and there, there's some stresses that they have that you don't have and vice versa. But the, they some people have chosen. And I know this from I'm only speaking from my friend's point of view. They literally only chose GP because of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That was it. it. Had nothing to do with them. They weren't interested in it. They weren't they didn't particularly care about it. All they want is that they don't want to do weekends, they don't want to do nights, and they don't want to do ward rounds. And the quickest way to do that was to become a GP. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's for all GPs, but I th- for the three people I know personally, that's exactly what they did. And I think that was a fantastic decision on their side of things because they thought about the bigger picture. The bigger picture was that they wanted this from their life. And I think medicine's a unique thing and that you can choose, genuinely choose, the life that you want. If you want to get paid a lot, Let's say, let's say you're happy to work hard and you want to get paid mint, right? Mm. Then go be, do plastics. Ortho is a good one. Dermatology is a good one as well. You know, don't, you know that though. You already know the if, you, if I said to you which doctors are going to be the richest doctors, you already know which ones they are. Mm. The ones who make the most in the private world are going to be those particular doctors. If you want to find the ones that are not rushed off their feet and they get paid decent, they're not running around, micro is a good one, right? You're not rushed off your feet like this. Pathology is a good one. Radiology is a decent one. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of know. Like obviously, they're going to be pockets of busy, yeah. but you know from the outset. Like if I want this lifestyle, this is what I have to do. If I want this kind of thing, I want this kind of money, this is what I'd have to do. This is why I think medicine is quite unique in that you can just, if you want to, you can fall into a specific pathway will get you to the life that you want if that's what you want. Yeah, and I don't think. And that, that's something that PAs don't really have on that kind of level. You know, I don't think uh, I don't think they do, because remember what I think one of our guests said: you'll you'll be worrying about how much they're getting paid right now, but how much would you be thinking about then ten years time when you, when hopefully you've gone down your career? At the very end, you you you're out earning them by long shots. Aldi worker, how what's the ceiling of income that they're going to get? What's the ceiling, and what's your ceiling, depending on what you choose? Yeah. You you can literally choose a ceiling. You can. Yeah. If you want to be a millionaire, go be a millionaire. It can be done. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, are, are we going to go into the PA discourse then, I guess? I think we've already done that. But I'm just saying, um, I'm just saying, like, I know people can get really unhappy with medicine and start pointing the finger at everything else. Um, but I think that also 
you're more control of your life than I think you realize. And I, it took me a long time to realize that I'm actually, I've got more control over what I want to do and what I don't want to do from quite early on. But what about this whole... Because I was lazy. Yeah. I just didn't want to do anything. I've, and you know this, Thrusha, I didn't want to do anything. And sure. if, one day I'm not going to do anything. But I guess, the, to... I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of framing it um, as if like, you, you can either choose, well, no, I just kind of, maybe they're going coming from the perspective that like, there are some things where you are, you end up having to be kind of industrious and couldn't they be, couldn't they be better paid than the ones that aren't so industrious? Yeah, I, I see what you mean, but I mean, that's not how the world works, isn't it? It's I not. mean, you can kick, you can kick a ball through the net and get paid like multiples of what you do. It just, no one cares, honestly. They do. It doesn't work I mean, like that's that. not that easy though either <laughs> no but the i think someone obviously i learned a bit I, I do a bit of business stuff it turns out that um if you make a, a difference to more people then you're more likely to make more money than making a big difference to fewer people if that makes any sense yeah and so when when you talk about a footballer they make a huge difference to a massive population of people massive you know, you're talking millions of people watching the yeah, TV the around the globe, right? Mm-hmm. If every single person gives them a penny for what they do, you're talking numbers. Yeah. But then if you've got the highest, best surgeon who does the best knee surgery in the entire world, you make money, but not the same money that this, that football is making. No. You won't. You're affecting one person at a high level, you know, and unless it's, it's in, my McDonald's thing. Unless my McDonald's knee surgeon thing. for those footballers. Okay. Yeah, but he's still not going to make as much as a footballer. It's very mm-hmm. unlikely. True. How many surgeries are you going to really do? Yeah. How's it possible? You can't affect that many people. Mm-hmm. The only way that surgeon could make more money is to teach a whole load of other surgeons how to do the same surgery yeah. <laughs> and go global with it and, mm-hmm. I don't know, make it a spectator sport. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just, you know, well, like, oh, what's I going to say? Yeah, go on. Sorry, dude. I keep interrupting you. But there's this No, 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 you go for it. Kind of like... Moving on, I guess, you know, we're mm, talking about yeah. your paths. Um, there was mm. a tweet that kind of uh, suggested that perhaps when finishing med school, why don't we start at ST3 or an equivalent straight out of med school in their chosen specialty and PAs cover F1 SHO roles. And I think it yeah, kind well, of, man. there's lots Go of like it. misinterpreting of people, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And so one way, I think I certainly took this to begin with, it was like, what, so when you finish medical school, you want to be holding the medridge bleep. But I think what they might also be saying is perhaps if you just, maybe it's like the States where you just go straight into specialty training. So if I mm. wanted to be a cardiology registrar, I start as a kind of junior cardiology registrar at that point. But I think I still think it's a bit weird because it doesn't really cover what you do as a cardiology, I don't think you necessarily are ready to be a cardi. I wouldn't have felt ready to be a cardiology registrar straight out of medical school or maybe after F2 even really, um, or even as a CT. Like, you know, I think it take. I felt, I would have felt it takes time to cover that role. But um, it certainly generated, I mean, if you take it at face value, it certainly mm. generated a lot of conversation, didn't it? So what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I know someone was like, oh, yeah, well, so you're basically saying you come out of med school, go straight into med rage. I don't think that's what they're suggesting. No. I think you're going to have it. You, you'd obviously make contingencies for something like that. Of course you would. But this is what I mean about how some things are dressed up as training when they're not training. So let's say you took away all that stuff like um, your your discharge summaries, uh, taking notes on the ward round, 
um, you know, handing in forms, and you took all that away, all of that away, then you could get pretty good at the actual medregy stuff very quickly, couldn't you? The actual hindrances of doing all these things that aren't really doctor doctory per se. And so then if you've got someone else doing that work, that means you could concentrate on that and therefore you could get sped up quite quick. Like within six months, you could be. I don't see why you couldn't be doing something like um like a medreg role. Because you would if you had focused training on that particular job. But the problem is that there is no focused training of that. And then and that's because they need people to be doing all this other stuff. And the way to do that is to dress up as training. So you've got to do F one and F two where you get competency competencies and all this stuff and the thing is like i think a lot of people there are a lot of people out there that know exactly what they want to do they want to do surgery hmm. and i would be actually i don't know whether it would be interesting to know like how many people that say they want to do surgery um out of med school go into surgery because i thought there was a quite a high proportion of them that would actually not go anywhere near surgery in the end hmm. they'd end up going into other things so what happens to those people do they not? Because, I mean, you want to think that the foundation foundation years helps you decide what you want to do, but did it really? Yeah. Because most of it's potluck. Like, you you bumped into a cardiologist one day. Yeah. And then they were nice and they encouraged you and you did it. Yeah, and yeah, the same yeah. for me. I, I bumped into radiologist one day and I saw the car he was driving. I thought, yes. What was he driving? <laughs> it was a big 4x4 um, Range Rover. But before that, you had this Mercedes SLR thing, right. which is like really – you had a sporty – that I looked it up later. It was like a 70 grand car. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but I, the thing is, I got to know him quite well, and I asked him how he got it, and it had nothing to do with radiology, so I got duped slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I just. But my point is, like, um, how much did F one and F two really help you decide what you want to do long term? Yeah, I don't know if it did. It just, I just happened to bump into someone that was quite nice and encouraging. But isn't that um, isn't that precisely what it is? It is a case of just kind of like seeing what it's like to work with people. But can they do that medical? Can you can you can they have come people come in and talk to you talk about to it you. properly? Yeah. yeah. Well, and if 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 a radiologist about... turned up to med school and said, "I've just parked up in this car," but like, how, what does you do? Okay. How do you do it? And how do I get the same thing? Those are my main three questions I ask people like this. Yeah. What do you do? How do I do it? And how do I get the same thing? But people are always going to try and sell <laughs> their specialties, aren't they? And so, I've noticed I, that even if it's rubbish, even it's like rubbish, I've, right? I've met, yeah, yeah, I've exactly. met people who they're miserable. I know they're miserable, and then they go turn and they say, "Oh, I love it, I love it, I love yeah. it." Like, dude, I, we just had a conversation two hours ago about how much you hate it. And now you're telling these people to go do the exactly. same thing. What are you doing? That's my point. Yeah. You can't believe these people who turn up to med school and be like, oh, because you don't know what they are like day to day. And like, I, I tell, I do, I told junior doctors this. I say like, when you're trying to choose a specialty, there's certain things, right? And one of the things is think to yourself about the personality types of the people you're coming across in that specialty. Like you're mm. going to end up going to um, showing MDTs with them, showing an office with them, and going to conferences with them. If you're going to be spending that amount of time with them, you, you don't have to. Them. You don't have to do that. I avoid most radiology. People. Yeah, I guess not. But like, in most specialties, <laughs> no, I swear in cardiology, you must have your person that just does not interact with anyone, not talk to anyone, it's so stays quiet at the MDTs, and doesn't turn up to really... any conferences. Or if they do, they go sit by themselves. <laughs> uh, but like, it's so difficult because you end up. You know, for example, if you want to do a swap or whatever, then you've got to... And I don't really... Well, not in the departments I've worked in. Not really. Oh, that's business though, isn't it? No, that, that's when it comes to business. Then you... The, I, I'm the, I'm sure they're like... They're, maybe they're so good at you don't even know who they are. Yeah, that's how good they are, Trisha. That's yeah, it. That's it. Uh, there's some people <laughs> I just don't see. You're right. I'm yeah. Just, 
I'm not in that. I'm not in that arena yet, so I just don't even see high level. <laughs> just avoid people. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know. I'm just completely. The the game is just you know way above me. Another but basically, level. no, I'm I'm joking. But carry on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, go on. That, yeah, yeah. I do think that's a great argument for F1 off two. Right. And I don't think you get a great selection of different kind of specialties, but I do, and I, and I echo the sentiment, I guess, which is to go into something that you're, you know, you want to do. Like, I think the the thing is, is that I think the implication there is that you're doing more of what you want to do. So you're more inclined to engage with it. You'd probably be better at it for that reason. And I don't think there is an awful, like the choice that you get for your rotations is a bit like, I really want these two and you kind of have to just suck it up for the rest of them. But what if your foundation program was you just doing jobs that you're like, I want to do those ones, then you'd probably mm. be amazing because you'd be doing what you want to, you know, what you chose to do. Um, I, I think it's more than that, man. I think, I think most medics or gen, people in general can get good at most things. And once you get good at most things, you're going to enjoy that thing because you, you think you're good or you get good at it. So it's actually relevant. Like, you know, I think actually um, a lot of it is to do with what life you want because the last thing you want to do is really enjoy your job and then not see your family and friends, you know, yeah. like that's that's more important, I think. And so if you, let's say, um, let's say someone comes into medicine and all they know is that they want to get paid bucks because they came from a background where they got bucks and they want more bucks, whatever it is, then, you know, they'll go do plastics or something and they'll work hard and do plastic, they'll enjoy plastics, and the bucks they make, they'll enjoy it, and they'll carry on doing it for a long, long time. It's not an issue. But if you, I guess, you know, Theresa, don't tell you the story about me, so, um, and stop me if I've said this, so when I was in F1, an email went around, and they said, look, people are trying to swap their F2 rotations, yeah, you yeah. know, do, do your sort, i tell you about this, yeah, yeah and, and I tried to... His job, and everyone was like, why is he doing that kind of audiology thing? No, they, they knew it was me, because I was trying to get audiological medicine, GP, and oh, what was the other one? It was something that like I just knew there was no night shifts, and people are like, yeah, but the pay is. I don't care. I don't care. I just don't want to be around. I want to do all illogical medicine. Give that to me. And then I couldn't get it. And then people were really gunning me. And I was like, I know you're gunning me, yeah, but what upsets me is that there was someone out there. Oh, it was public health, public health. It was public health, GP, and audiological medicine. That was the rotation I was trying to swindle from someone else, and they didn't swap with me. So what did you get in the end? Um, I had to do uh, A E urology oh, and GP. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel my pain. So you can imagine, yeah, like, here's a guy that doesn't want to be there anyway and trying to push uh, everything away from himself as much as possible and ends up having to do those rotations. Oh, no, the one no. I did enjoy was GP, genuinely. I loved that. I loved GP. It was awesome. I actually had a fantastic time, apart from having a slightly racist GP uh, supervisor. Everything else was really good about it. Uh, but but the thing is, what did I enjoy about it? I enjoyed going in at nine, mm. <laughs> in at nine, having a two hour lunch break. I guess that might have been different for some people, but for me, I had like a two to three hour lunch break. Mm. So genuinely, at lunch times, I used to just go back home because I live like ten minutes around the corner, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. Watch. I had uh, at the time we had Love Film, Prime, and all that stuff wasn't a thing. So I'd like so I used to get movies delivered. So I used to have like five movies for the week, uh, <laughs> and I just had them <laughs> sitting there waiting. But okay, so Monday is Monday movie lunchtime. So I just sit there, have my takeaway, whatever, watch the movie. Oh, time to get back, drive back, five minutes, yeah. and honestly. 
it was the most wonderful existence. Yeah, like, and yeah, I still yeah. look back at it with fond memories of that. You for me, I was watch, enjoying all the things I like to enjoy. A week, oh my god! Yeah, Sometimes. and I was going to the gym. I was like eating well. Like those, are, and so that's when I realized that this is what I really want from life. Like whatever I do, it's got to be something that facilitates this. Like yeah. being able to do what I want when I want. Yeah. Um, and I think as medics, we've got we've all got it in us to do whatever we want. It's just a case of what life you want, really, because you've got a, there's a lot of life to go. There's loads of life to go, man. I want to be doing something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, man, we've gone on well, about this you, stuff, and yeah, sorry, right. sorry, you lot. Yeah, yeah sorry. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, um, so mm. we're coming up to like time. There is uh, mm. an interesting thread that I wanted to mention from Tessa Davis. You know, she's a really wise mm. accountant. We've mentioned her before, but she um, mm. on the twenty seventh of October, so at Tessa R Davis, she's a pediatrician, but she often tweets stuff that's kind of. It's not really that necessarily the pediatrics based. It's kind of just like life. She's a pediatrician. So, yeah, I did not know that. Okay. Wow. 10 must know Japanese concepts that will improve your life. And just read a few of them. So there's one that's called, although I'm probably, I'm going to butcher the, the pronunciation. So mm. ubitori, which means never compare yourself. Everyone blossoms in their own time in different ways. Don't judge yourself by someone else's path. Number two, Kazen, continuously improve. Constantly strive to improve across all areas of your life. Small changes accumulate and make all the difference. They're just It was just quite a nice thread, really. Um, mm, very, very, yeah, it's nice, yeah, yeah. And so much applicable to what we're talking about, don't you think? Yeah. Like what we're talking about right now in terms of, um, you know, if you get good at something, you're going to enjoy it more, right? That's that's the, just a way of it, way of these things. What was the first one again? Sorry, I can't find the thread. Avoiding don't, comparison. Yeah, and avoiding comparison. Like stop comparing to Audi people. Yeah, yeah, stop absolutely. it. Um, okay. Do your own thing. So, yeah. can I get you to read one of the fest holes? I put some fest holes. You see? Yeah, it? I know. You've written Imran. Is this you? Yeah, do it. Is that the one? Yeah. God, it's gonna be something nasty, isn't it? No. Didn't? Did you like that video I sent you this week, Theresa? The one of the dog in the car. Oh, f- oh that was so horrible. <laughs> so like, okay. So do you want to give some context to our listeners? Yeah. yeah go on. So you you are like an anti-dog propagandist, and basically whenever. <laughs> <laughs> video of a dog no doubt you'll find it and you'll send it to me and even though there's probably like if you're looking at all if you looked at all of the videos of dogs in the world or you know there must be billions of them billions of them don't flatter yourself i sent it to jamie and christopher as well so don't worry i sent it to other people find that one billion video with a slight negative and you'll send it and that video was of (laughs) in the car and they're holding their dog and their dog (laughs) emptied their bowels into their lap and it was (laughs) in the dog. In fairness to the dog, there was, you know, it probably was a type five or type four. Like it was, there was solid bits to it, but it's uh, it's going all over the owner and the passenger seat of the car. And you know what? That's and like, the owner was holding their nose. Yeah, and that's it's yeah, gonna, you know, it's going to smell horrible, isn't it? It's going to smell. Well, looking back on that, I was thinking maybe the dog's unwell and it's got like some sort of bowel issue, and they're taking to the vet, and yeah. it's just going it's for just, it, and there's yeah. nothing. But you know what? I that's don't know like, how. I don't. I don't care. That dog would be out the window. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's love, isn't it? Because like, there's no. no other reason than for love that you'd hold something in your arms and let it crap on you, unless you loved it. Right? Look, I barely let my children exactly, do that exactly, barely, do that barely love. That's the only reason, and so <laughs> not uh, an animal, that, though. I think that's the take. That's got to be the take home from that. But anyway, read this. <laughs> Whenever I whack off in the shower, I can only do it if I got a bath sponge tucked under my left armpit. I've no idea when it started or why. And so this is what you thought could be me. Yeah, wh- right. why though? Why do you think they do that? Why do you think that started? Um, to stop, it's so obvious, man. It's to stop the, the shower water getting onto the down there to rub away the lube. Anyway. What? Okay. 
It's the you know that when they get showered, the, the the sponge soaks up all the water, and then it doesn't go down and ruin the experience. That must be what it is. Oh, are you serious? No, that doesn't make any sense. Surely the shower. <laughs> I'm just water playing around you. Just... I just gave you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just made something up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Try to sound all serious. It's literally what I do an MDT. I just make it all up, uh, and they're like, "Cool." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. it. <laughs> um, I don't do MDT, so don't. Yeah, don't. Go, yeah, yeah, don't do that. I'm trying to find the MDT. I don't do MDT. So I found a more wholesome one, which you could read. Yeah, go on. So, um, no, you read it. Go oh, yeah, on. Go it, goes. it just goes, my kids are grown up now, but I still instinctively shout, there's a train, excitedly, whenever I see one. And this like rang true for me because Gosh, okay. Aaron loves, he loves a bus, he loves a train, and he'll, mm. like, you could be doing whatever, but if there's a plane, they'll be like, ah, ah, and they're like pointing at, and he'll just watch it. And it's amazing mm. because the plane will be moving so slowly through the sky, and he'll just be like staring like ages. In wonderment. Yeah, like literally <laughs> this like moving object just go by. And um today we were at the park and this plane flew over and I was there with my my parents and um my brother and his other half and their kid. But we all just stopped to watch this plane go over like ten <laughs> minutes just like watching. It was just amazing. I was just amazed that this kind of not even two year old had just kind of completely just completely monopolized the attention of all these people over this Oh, kind of fairly mundane thing, like just mm. a plane going over the top. But it's just children a... can do that, isn't it? Make you relive, relive something that you just wouldn't care anything about, and Absolutely. be like, okay, no, that is kind of cool. Yeah. And also, the thing about children is that they never really leave your mind ever. Mm. You know, uh, we said this before. Like sometimes I'd be, you know, having a date day or whatever, you know, having a day out with Rabia, yeah. and then uh, we'd just it's be talking about what kids. the kids would like. Yeah, yeah like, oh, you know, Ra- uh, Thing would love that. Thing would love that. Oh, Thing would love that. Oh, you know, they would love that. We should bring them back to this place one day. These never stop. And I can imagine that's going to be um, the case for a very, very long time. I don't know. Anyway, right. Um, so anyway, thank you to Manscaped again for sponsoring this episode. Do get some boxes at the very least. Use the two medics um, discount for twenty percent off. Christmas is around the corner. Come on, you know, yeah. go get go get someone you you care about. Uh, something from Manscaped. They'll, they'll thank you for it. Uh, go for it. Um, any any parting words, Thrusha? Um, no, just. Uh... Be, be careful out there and um, comparison is the uh, antidote to happiness. So just be single-minded and invest in yourself and believe in yourself. You know what? <laughs> I think my, my advice for the week is probably don't go to Aldi anytime soon. Because <gasps> if, there's any, if there's anything like um, going to a restaurant and you upset the waiter <laughs> yeah. and that food comes back to you, you might not be so happy with what it could be. Yeah. You know, the, the, the content might not be what you expect. And that's, yeah, I wonder whether... Um, any Aldi workers who do see these uh, tweets going around might not be so nice to you if they know who you are. Anyway, with that, good night. Uh, good, well, it's good night for us because I'm going to do the editing now and then uh, put it out basically immediately. Cool. All right, then have a have a great week. Look after each other, and um, looking forward to interacting with you guys on Twitter, no doubt. Bye. <laughs>